Hello, welcome to Learn It From a Layman. I'm Carl Christensen. I'm back with Matt and Tim. Tim, uh, who we are not going to insult this time. Are we not? <laughs> Who's we? The Illuminati wants you to insult me. <laughs> of course they do. That was one of their rites of passage. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, we were out on vacation and such, so uh, glad to be back. Today we're going to be discussing conspiracy theories. So we can talk about the basics of conspiracy theories. We're going to touch on a few well-known conspiracy theories and then talk kind of, kind of about the psychology behind them, uh, ways that you, why certain people get sucked into them, and what you can do to uh, kind of uh, ferret out conspiracy theories. Uh, and make sure that you're not falling prey to uh, some online disinformation. So uh, let's start with probably the most well-known conspiracy theory, uh, and that is the moon landing. Well, should we, should we maybe start with what is a conspiracy theory? That's a good point. Sure. So uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so obviously a conspiracy theory um, basically is the idea that, that some group or, or collection of people are conspiring uh, generally to keep something uh, that uh, wouldn't want to be known or they don't wouldn't want the public to know to keep that secret or to cover something up yeah, um, obscure the truth through right. a uh, you know secret agreement of some sort right so the idea that that uh, particular groups of people have a motive in mind and therefore are conspiring to yeah to obfuscate and otherwise uh, cloud the, the truth, right. and so that that could cover a whole slew of, of ideas and philosophy. Anyway, but there, when we talk conspiracy theories, you're usually limiting it to specific, fleshed-out ideas that uh, people have, have put out there about uh, specific events that you know that that just isn't isn't true, or at least not uh, accepted by the vast majority well, of people. The Illuminati does not want you to believe conspiracy <laughs> theories are things, but by uh, listening yes. to Learn It From a Layman, you can get educated <laughs> on what's really happening in the That's world. That's right, you can. And be able to think for yourself, unlike all of the sheeple around you. <laughs> ah, sheeple. Thanks, Matt. Now I have to change my address and shave my head for the final uh, yes. Uh, well, there are Tim many advantages to having a shaved head. Your foil <laughs> cap fits quite a bit better if it doesn't have hair <laughs> to contend with. Right. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, so the the most well-known conspiracy theory, at least probably in my generation, is that of the moon landing. Um, that was the United States moon landing, to be specific, um, at the one in 1969. Uh, fact check me here, guys. I think that was it um, uh, by Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. And the idea that the United States, uh, despite all of the uh, press coverage and all the uh, uh, evidence that would seem to indicate that we had been to the moon, that it was all just a conspiracy theory. It was all uh, the government trying to um, essentially pro propagandize these the, the uh, technology in the space race that we had going against the Soviet Union at the time. Um, so, Tim, I believe, were you in the class uh, um, in college where we had to discuss the uh, the moon landing and, and why uh, why that conspiracy theory exists? I was, yeah. That was the general science class, right? That's right. Yeah. So, um, can you summarize what some of the, uh, some of the the concerns yeah. are of those that believe in the conspiracy theory. And then can you yeah. explain why that university subsequently lost its accreditation? <laughs> it was, that's right. <laughs> to be clear, it wasn't actually teaching us that there was no moon landing. It was trying to teach us to think critically. Go ahead. Was that bonus good, knowledge good that you guys out. picked up? <laughs> so, yeah, in, in this science class, you know, teaching basic scientific processes and and thinking and so we talked about conspiracy theories so we had to actually look at a um at, I, I believe a couple of different websites one uh, uh making the case for a the moon landing being a hoax and another kind of debunking all of those things so so the the hoax site um it, it 
brought up a number of inexplicable facts. Like if you look at the pictures of the, the moonwalk, you know, uh, the shadow goes the wrong way. It shouldn't be going that way. And, you know, other things like that, they're kind of uh, pointing at all these little things and, um, and putting it all together to, to just raise questions. And uh, you'll find a lot of times that that's actually a, a technique that conspiracy theorists will use. They'll, they um, kind of soft shoe and say, oh, I just want to bring up some questions, you know, um, that they it kind, of, you kind of shroud this, this uh, kind of thinking with uh, a reasonable and thoughtful demeanor. You're giving them uh, a little bit too much credit. Some of these conspiracy theorist crowds have no interest in being thoughtful and or reasonable. But <laughs> well, that is true. You get all types. And uh, and and in the defense of uh, well, I'm going to speak to this later, so I'll get to that later. But yeah, so I, yeah. I I remember in particular the 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 shadow um, being one of the things that they brought up that this is clearly fabricated because uh, that's not how it should go. Um, of course, then when you went to the uh, the debunker site, it, it explained in detail kind of how things went and why the shadow looked the way it did. And, you know, once you had a full explanation, it made perfect sense. But with without context, it, uh, it, it, it you know, might look a little funny. Yeah. So I think that's one of the big things that I know about, um, you know, conspiracy theories and the few that we're going to discuss here is that it's contextualists and or very basic and therefore kind of childish uh, understanding of some of the of the facts and, and therefore being able to paint something in a light that where it looks questionable, right? Where it, contextualist, you mean, has no context. That's the word I was going for, but this is learning from a layman. That was actually <laughs> several words, but yes, whatever. <laughs> um, right. So, you know, you bring something up in isolation, you say, oh, but the sun uh, would have been pointing this way. So it, you kind of take it uh, at your the set of facts that you have already available to you based on your layman understanding and be like, oh, so that doesn't make any sense. Therefore, this isn't true or therefore this is a conspiracy. And so you don't and you don't really dig any deeper and you don't try to understand. And, and add context to the situation. And by dig deeper, I don't mean look for other things that you could point at and be like, oh, that's why this is still a conspiracy, but try to understand that specific thing in context of the, the actual mission and, and uh, the environment that they were dealing in. So um, I do have a, an anecdote. So this, uh, Tim did say, so some of these uh, conspiracy theorists, people that believe this and or get behind it uh, and are sometimes quite reasonable people otherwise. And, and I, I, uh, I actually did have a friend that um, I still, a very intelligent guy, a great guy personally to get along with and very friendly. And I remember we were over at his house once and I was talking and I said something about the moon landing hoax, uh, not, not that I believe it's a hoax, but just that idea that, oh, people, you know, some people, there are people out there that don't believe that we landed on the moon. And he kind of raised an eyebrow and, and, and he chuckled to himself and he's like, ah, you know, he's like, I don't really fully believe that it's a hoax, but he's like, I do have questions. And so um, so mm -hmm. there are <laughs> there are reasonable people that fall prey to some of these ideas just because it's they don't spend the time looking at it and they, they see some of these questions brought up and the whole group of people that are saying it's a conspiracy and therefore they think oh well maybe i don't understand something so maybe it isn't maybe i shouldn't really believe that and then they don't tend to spend the time to actually figure out oh no actually none of that information is, is accurate and and going off of that for just a second uh, i i want to kind of comment on that the you know i i speak with disdain of the people who who uh, don't who believe in conspiracy theories that I see clearly as false, right? Um, but it uh, I need to uh, retain a sense of humility when I look at and talk to and think of those people, uh, because really um, the tendency to to go in on a conspiracy theory, I think there are some natural human tendencies that incline us all in in that direction in some ways. And so seeing someone who's been taken by a conspiracy theory, um, I, I, you know, I, I should check myself before I kind of smirk and look at him sideways because, you know, um, I very well could be me um, on a on a different issue. Um, 
I think we should all have some humility. Do, do we want to talk now? It seems like that's kind of a natural flow into why some people go into these things, like some of the reasons. Sure. So, yeah. you know, f- fundamentally, a lot of this is based around whether or not you trust different sources. Um, and, and yeah, a, a lot of it comes down to who do you trust? And unfortunately in the world, there have been many examples of entities that should be trustworthy that are not, uh, ideally your government, you should trust mm-hmm. it because your government has your best interests in mind. Well, that hasn't been always the case uh, in the United States. There have been a number of times where the government has done things uh, that were more or less really bad and actually attempted to cover it up. Um, Different, I'm not gonna go into any of the specifics because it's far easier to point at other governments. So in recent (laughs) events, you actually do see conspiracies happening in, well, Russia. Let's not beat around the bush. Uh, <laughs> where where truth is being deliberately obscured by the powerful few to feed the masses a wad of information. Uh, and it works to greater or lesser extent. And, and the type of person that buys into that will look then at contrary reporting you know western media and things and say oh well that's all just a conspiracy to discredit the motherland um it's it's a vicious cycle of of conspiracying uh but the fact is in the world that actually does happen entities that are supposed to be trusted and interested in the well-being of others are not they're malicious actors they deliberately twist and distort truth and when you notice that happening in the world, you start to question and you start to question everything. And then when we do, you know, uh, everyone or, or, or many major organizations in the world have erred or lapsed or, or done bad things to greater or lesser extents. And so when that happens, you start to doubt everything that they do. Um Certain CIA Cold War experiments become public knowledge and suddenly, well, the same government that did this crazy mind control thing now claims to have landed on the moon. Um, You know, how much do I believe them? They said they weren't doing this. They were caught doing it. Now they say they did do this amazing thing. I bet they didn't do it. And I'll sound off on that with uh, confirmation bias. When we start to believe one way or another about about something, let's say let's say I, I already have a, a mistrust of, of you know my the government, then um, I'm primed now to to latch on or to spot any any piece of information that affirms that, and to um, gloss over or maybe miss or or ignore uh, pieces of information that that contradict that. So someone who who believes that you know in this conspiracy or, or that with the government or or isn't trusting it will will then be um much more likely to say aha yeah that's right the shadow does fall the wrong way i, I you can't trust them and um and you, you see that playing out with uh, you know it, you, you're right a, government's a great example but with I, you can see this with um even other things too a, a relationship um if uh, if I have a student who lied to me once, um, then all of a sudden I'm going to be looking at everything that student does from a different angle. And um, I, I may interpret a, an innocent mistake as, you know, dishonesty because I, I'm primed to see it that way. Right. My, my and then when, when his friend backs him up and says, no, Mr. Tim, he didn't actually cheat on the test. Now it's a conspiracy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. No, yeah, but just uh, and and confirmation bias is is something that we all indulge in. Um, and if you don't, you do and you just don't realize it. And so, you know, that's one of the things that you can look to be aware of and pay attention to and, and try to moderate in yourself. But it's a human tendency and it can help. It helps feed into these conspiracy theories. 
Yeah, and I think we talked about some of these um, issues, related issues, when we talked about uh, uh, philosophical, um, what were those called? We had a philosophy episode here a year or two ago oh, where we discussed logical fallacies, maybe. That's the so, one. Logical yeah. fallacies. And and, uh, and we also talked about uh, the razors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to bring up as well. And I right. actually now have I've got four steps sponsored by the shaving cartel. <laughs> <laughs> I've got four steps to be able to help avoid. Uh, conspiracy theories and or uh, ferret out the truth um, that I want to hit here at the end. But I did want to discuss one or two other, well, a few other conspiracy theories, some that I weren't, I wasn't even fully aware of until recently. Um, hey, Carl, can I real quick, while, while we're on it, can I plug in one more like reason why we tend to believe conspiracy theories before we yeah, sure. go on that? Okay. And, and this is the English teacher in me coming out, but um, what one of the universal traits of humanity is story. Um, everyone is a storyteller. We all love stories. Um, you know, we, we all the time and we see the world in stories. And one of the things that, um, I think makes, makes us prone to, to believe, uh, conspiracy theories is that conspiracy theories can, uh, turn a series of random events into a story. So it's a lens through which we see the world. And I think we people in general and myself included we don't really understand random what randomness is and how randomness can appear so a series of random events um i when i see them i i want to as a human i want to attribute cause um meaning behind those events and and so a, a series of of just um like I'm trying to think of a good example, but um, so a really good one, if you want to familiarize yourself with randomness is look back at some of learn it from a layman's early podcast topics. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what is the reason? <laughs> and then understand that the, the reason is going to be pretty disappointing. And I'm going to come back to this point later, but yeah, sorry, Tim, go ahead. Oh, no worries. I, I'll give a, a historical example. Say I'm in a, in a, a European medieval nation and um there's a uh a a um a famine you know the the harvest goes south and then um there's a a, a typhoid outbreak you know and 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 then you know a fire um now these things are just random events it's just bad luck bad things happening but as a human i i want to I, I, there's there's a purpose there's a meaning to this someone or something is to blame and and so you know historically you'd find a um a, communities would would often find a scapegoat um could have been an individual or or more often than not a a, a group of people um often uh, jewish communities were the scapegoats in in uh, medieval europe and and so when things would happen the Jews would get blamed. Uh, you know, look at um, uh, Germany in in uh, the mid 1900s. You know, the um, the who who's to blame for our our woes and our problems? Well, it's those Jews, and so let's let's do something. Uh, ironically, about it's the Jewish conspiracy. Yeah, so. there you go. Yeah, and and so yeah, it was it's this cabal of of, uh, of Jewish you know money lenders and blah blah blah, and, and so this um, this conspiracy and, and that conspiracy got trotted out and rolled around for you know for generations and centuries. Um, but it's it's very compelling to see a story and to see meaning behind random events, and so we we want to see that story. Um, and and conspiracy theories serve that that human need. Um, so especially when we're primed, when I'm already don't like that group of people or whatever, a conspiracy theory um, is very satisfactory to to the human need to uh, to see a story and things and see purpose. So that explains. So Tim is the podcast scapegoat, and we have yeah, cons- yeah, that's right. learn it from a layman conspiracy that tim is actively sabotaging the podcast so uh, i'm going to come back to this point when we talk about you know how to identify conspiracies and what to do about them but uh yeah with that did you want to launch into a few others a couple other ones yep um 
Okay, so there's the JFK assassination. Uh, he uh, did well, get assassinated. Well, that's not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not a conspiracy theory. But uh, Are Lee you Harvey about Oswald. the one where he's still alive? Is <laughs> <laughs> Elvis? Uh, no. Um, no, the um, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, who was then uh, killed by uh, Jack Ruby, right? Um, yeah. And then the idea that this was all a setup, this was, uh, you know, a whole host of different uh, conspiracy theories about what actually happened at the JFK assassination and who was behind it and how, you know, and so uh, there, I, I think I've heard a couple different explanations, but generally just that, that Lee Harvey Oswald was a, was a, a, a plant. He wasn't actually the, the, uh, the person that uh, shot JFK um, and that he had to be taken out. So, uh, that's one I think slightly pre. I mean, JFK. I was aware of that uh, obviously situation, but in my generation, it wasn't like the topic du jour, and so I'm not as familiar with the conspiracy theories going along with that. But I know that there is some question as far as like, okay, there's still classified documents. So does that mean that the government's hiding something? Um, I guess by definition, if it's a classified document, the the government is uh, you know keeping information internal for some reason or the other, um, but. Uh, but yeah, the the once we move on once again to kind of uh, ways to avoid getting uh, falling into conspiracy theory rabbit holes, uh, we'll talk about ways that you can avoid and or um, identify the, uh, what might be the truth here. But uh, that's one that I think everyone's familiar with, the JFK one. Um, I wasn't. I generally knew. So this is the the September 11th assess uh, uh, conspiracy theory. I didn't really know that this that there were is was actively a group of people that believed uh, our government uh, is in, in the United States actually perpetrated the events of 9/11 or at least allowed them to happen. Um, I didn't know that was actually a group of people that believed that until relatively recently, and at first it made me a bit angry. Uh, that sure. uh, yes, um, it made me angry that there were people out there that believed that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the idea there is that the government was either aware of it or party to uh, the uh, events of the day uh, of 9/11, where you know, the twin towers were attacked, and um, the, the Pentagon, and and then the downed plane in, in Pennsylvania, um, and the, uh, the lots of explanations for why the government wanted to do this, so that they could then go to war in the Middle East and get oil or whatever it may have been. Um, and that they, you know, wanted to start this war because anyway, um, and so the idea that this was all orchestrated and that, um, that I think I even heard something along the lines of like the the plane that went down in the Pennsylvania field had been like people had they had dropped off the people first and th because there's no luggage, they weren't able to find any luggage in the wreckage and therefore people weren't actually on the plane. I don't know. Just some silliness. Um, and like I said, at first it was a visceral reaction to me. I was very, uh, I was angry uh, that, that that could be someone's point of view and that p people could not understand basic um, realities. Uh, but once again, you have to kind of, in order to take someone's from one place to another place you have to understand what got them there in the first place so um that's a, a conspiracy theory that like i said i wasn't even entirely aware that there was actually people that believed that but there are and it's uh, a group of people out there so um well another one uh let's say i just found this one out last year uh, and this is also this will point us, uh, I guess, at the World War II podcast that we've uh, Matt's been doing for us over the last six months or so. And that's the Pearl Harbor conspiracy. And that's the idea that the government actually knew. Uh, we, I mean, and the reality is, and Matt walks us through this in the World War II podcast, is the government knew that something was going to happen. We knew that there was going to be an attack somewhere. Uh, but no, uh, not not exactly. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we knew that there was some some potential at least. We just didn't know when or where, right? That... Uh, still not exactly. the The whole thing was a surprise attack, so called right. because it was a surprise. Right. Um, right. I guess, I, we knew no, that it, that people were moving in the Pacific, but we didn't know what exactly was going on. I guess is the point. Uh, yeah. We, and by we, I mean the United States government uh, 
knew that there were preparations for war in the Pacific, but we didn't know specifically, obviously. And, and yeah, again, no, this- nowhere close to us. I mean, the Japanese have been engaged with the British and, and others for some time. But right. So, yeah, or, this is I'm sorry, not the British, the Chinese, the, the Chinese. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of um, part of what you could call a blanket category of conspiracies, which is a bad thing happened and the government knew about it in advance <laughs> and either yes. caused it or did nothing about it so as to benefit somehow. Right. And, and if I could comment on that, I, I think that illustrates another uh, reason why conspiracy theories happen. They they uh, serve a need. Um, uh, so conspiracy theories often, and these are not all my own ideas, by the way, that should, so should yeah, give credit. I know, right? you hear them from the chips in your mind. <laughs> That's right. The, the voices tell me. <laughs> are, the, are you saying that not all the conspiracy theories are your specific ideas? <laughs> Which makes me jealous because uh, <laughs> no, but but many many uh, oftentimes they rise out of fear, moments of fear and uncertainty, and you know as humans we we don't like that. So when I um you know when uh, you know uh, America gets bombed out of nowhere you know and and it has is defenseless to prepare or repel it like 9-11 or, or December 7th, uh, Pearl Harbor, um, that that's very unsettling. And so uh, embracing the, the cold hard truth that we are vulnerable to that kind of thing is, uh, is hard to swallow. Um, and so it's, it's easier in some ways to say, well, um, it, no, we we can't be that vulnerable. There there must have been something else. It must be an inside job. There was a, yeah. you know, and so, and so now now we can explain it. Now we can control it. And yeah. and so conspiracy theories play into that need to control our environment, to um to cope with fear and and with the unknown. So weirdly, tragically, we're seeing the same thing play out in Russia right now, where. If you haven't noticed, things are going catastrophically badly for Russia. And the types of explanations for why that you start seeing in in Russian media are inventive. Um, Because you need some explanation. There's no way that our army can be doing this bad unless all these other external factors are to blame or it's an inside job or whatever. And so you start to see uh, people get sacked, you know, the kind of the, the fallout of that kind of conspiracy theory type reasoning, right? Oh, yeah. the, it must be, oh, well, then we're going to – and that's why you see all these – the scapegoating and in right. any of these kinds of movements, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it is totally being used as a scapegoating thing. People are, uh, you know, th- this belief, this uh, fear, this – inexplicability is being used to round up and get rid of a number of undesirables over there. So, Mm. yeah. Okay. Um, Russia, the land where conspiracy theories are, are not theory anymore. We have a Russian (laughs) listener or two. So if you are in Russia listening to us, um, Slava Ukraini. <laughs> we, Sorry, but yeah, for, for your we, own we state, do have a couple of Ukrainian listeners, uh, <laughs> a few Ukra- Ukrainian listeners, and yes, we're obviously uh, aware of the tragedies going on in Ukraine, and uh, hope that uh, they can, I mean, simply with, that they can beat the Russians and, and get their country back. Um, I get that things are slightly more complicated than, you know, especially in the Eastern. Anyway, we won't go into the whole Russia war. No, but... we won't. We probably shouldn't have. And I'm sorry. We uh, we veer <laughs> off into these things. That's OK. We, uh, we uh, sorry is the wrong word, but let's get back to conspiracy theories. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it does, OK, yeah. I want to hit four more really quickly. And these are all more like in the last four or five years. People are quite familiar with these ones. Um and then we'll talk about ways that we can the four steps I've got, and then Matt and Tim, I think, want a few more words about how you can avoid being uh, duped into uh, conspiracy theories. But um, so there's the uh, Obama birtherism, the idea that Barack Obama, uh, former okay, president, Obama of the United States, was born. That's the thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, he's uh, 
but that uh, the idea that he that it was a cover up that he was uh, as far as his birth certificate was concerned that he wasn't actually born in the United States he wasn't born in Hawaii he was actually born in either I'm not entirely sure where they believe where Kenya people is the big were, one yeah I was gonna up. say I, th- I think it was Kenya I know that and then some people thought okay but he was a naturalized citizen of the uh, of Java or Indonesia somewhere and therefore lost his U.S. citizenship or I don't know anyway there's uh, but the idea that he was that the whole his whole presidency was actually uh, a, a based on a lie that he wasn't actually uh, eligible to even be uh, elected president because he wasn't actually from our country and or a citizen. So um, that has been debunked thoroughly. So we'll move on. Um, so that, that one. Yeah, well, we'll I'll, I'll come back to a uh, how to recognize if you're being victimized by conspiracy theory. And we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, but yes. Um, yeah. So there's the flat Earth, and I think that one has just a very small uh, group of adherents to it because small but fun, great at party. <laughs> yeah, very, very fun, very exciting. You know, I mean, if you can choose to believe that the Earth is flat uh, in in today's day, you so have the, a, a unique gift. Yeah. Well, um, this is one where it really is, you know, the definitions of conspiracy. You have people definitely trying to cover up the way things are. Now, the one place where flat earthing really falls down is what on earth does anyone have to gain by pretending that the earth is round when it isn't? I don't get that part, but (laughs) I mean, the rest of it, you know, is, is very much, you have a whole bunch of people working together to obscure the truth. NASA, government, um, you know, Elon Musk, anyone who has ever been involved in space launch. Right. Um, Which is a, a, a classic sign of a conspiracy theory, right? The, the, the more complex and, and uh, vast the network of people required to, to prop up your story, the, you know, again, Occam's razor, the, the less likely it is that it's actually real. Right. So flat earth. Yeah. So, I mean, that one's self-explanatory. People believe the Earth is flat, which is truly crazy. Um, and we, right. that is our line, unless the Flat Earther Society sponsors us, in, in which case we will uh, retract. Uh, us on Patreon at earth.flat.com. <laughs> <laughs> we, you are definitely the guys that we want to keep around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so then recently... Uh, the, all the conspiracies and the various ideas and, uh, around COVID, um, both of the origins of COVID and what the what the government had to do with COVID and uh, vaccines and all of these things. Um, so uh, that I mean, we could talk about that for a long time, but we have other podcasts where you can uh, listen to uh, some of our discussions about COVID because um, it's been obviously two years since all of that went down. But yeah, the idea that there's some cover up about either where it came from and or how it was handled and or the vaccine related to COVID. So um, pandemic. Right. So uh, and then uh, lastly, uh, and this one, I'm I I don't even know too much about it because it seems silly, but QAnon, is that how you can say it? It's QAnon, right? Uh, yes. That's not really a conspiracy as much as a bunch of people that are well, see everything as one. <laughs> they they believe QAnon people. My understanding is something to do with how a particular group of traffickers uh, somehow. Yeah, here, Carl, I, I I can fill you in. Okay. okay. A, uh, oh, that's a, right. You live in Arizona. We, that's right. Yeah. We, we know. We're, we 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 are. Uh, was it? Darn it. We've been. Um, We've seen the truth. Uh, anyways, a, a shadowy international cabal of pedophiles is running everything. And um, yeah, so a, anything uh, basically the, the deep state, you know, they're uh, they're really running the show. And, and uh, if, if you really knew what was going on. Yeah. And specifically, they, somehow this is tied to the, the fact that Trump didn't get reelected. Right. Oh sure, um, um, yeah. That I'm, anyway, everything is uh, everything okay. bad is um, yeah. The shadowy cabal, right? 
and, and yeah, I, I, I don't know much about that one to be candid, but, um, that, uh, but oh, sorry, I'll, I'll just say this one is per, the, the fun thing about this one is th this charismatic and enigmatic cue. It, there's actually this this figure out there or, you know, who knows if it's one or more than one that will post stuff. And um, nobody knows their identity and blah, blah, blah. So it's very mysterious, kind of that, that Zorro style. Um, it gives an, an added splash of flavor to this particular conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, some of these are really fun, candidly. I mean, besides yeah. re you know, reality and facts and, and truth, some of these are just really, I mean, really interesting. Like, who, how did you come up with this? Um, there, there's... There is a great one that I wanted to bring up. It's um, I think the website is like man has not flown dot com or something. <laughs> and it's it's basically the conspiracy is that every time you see an airplane in flight, it's a projection. No one has ever actually traveled. And if your neighbors ever tell you that they've flown somewhere, they were either duped or they're lying to you. So how did I get from now, where, what where you I was... don't get is that this thing was founded by. A bunch of airline pilots who were having fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's awesome. You know, it goes from there. Um, good times. Yeah. That's really fun. good times. Okay. But, All right. I'm going to hit on my four uh, steps to, to avoid being, you know, uh, duped and or conspiracy theorized. Um, and then, yeah, Matt and Cameron, Matt, Cameron, Cameron's on here. Matt and Tim can and uh, add whatever they uh, want to add. As far as the four steps, I think that you need uh, to avoid falling prey to these is a, uh, something we've already discussed. But these are my four steps specifically: is one, be educated. And while it's true that you know understanding quantum physics and calculus and and philosophy, all these different uh, scientific fields doesn't actually uh, necessarily address any one of these uh, conspiracy theories directly. It does kind of give you the analytical thinking necessary to be uh, and, and critical thinking necessary to be able to pull apart particular things and, and figure out whether or not they're true. So better understanding of scientific principles and or reason in general can help you uh, develop a critical and analytical mind that will be able to identify truth. Uh, ideally. So uh, be educated, uh, number one. Two, um, Hanlon's razor. And uh, this is, like I said, we talked about these razors before. Tim's brought up Occam's razor in this podcast. Hanlon's razor, though, I think this one's particularly pertinent to, uh, to conspiracy theories, and that's uh, never attribute to malice that which can be attributed to stupidity. Um, <laughs> and so... This especially goes to the ones where like everyone loves to blame the government for or the government knew ahead of time. And the reality is the government is a whole group of people, many of them who do their jobs well and some of them who do not. And so the reality is that uh, if we can attribute to the government, um, if not stupidity, at least ineptness, uh, that's probably more accurate than um, – Why are you going to be hating on the government so much? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's probably more likely to be true than the whole group of, of government people that, that are maliciously trying to uh, influence world events in a particular way. Um, so Hanlon's razor number two. Number three, uh, be open to contrary viewpoints. So if uh, – and, and we have uh, out of hand dismissed some of these um, conspiracy theories that I brought up. Um, but that's not actually for – except for, like I said, for QAnon, which I'm not familiar with. But for the rest of them, I've at, I'm at least familiar with the other point uh, – what people uh, claim on the other side of the coin. And um, and therefore, because I'm familiar with both sides, I can I can say, okay, uh, it turns out <laughs> I, can, I can identify – misinformation and or just bad thinking in in the uh, in these conspiracy theories that helps me uh recognize that the, the other point of view is true um and so being open to contrary viewpoints if you just listen in the echo chamber of your group then you are far more likely to fall prey to um conspiracy theories and number four consider the number of people involved and so Tim brought this up just a minute ago, and that's if uh, the moon landing were not true, right? If people, if the United States did not send people to the moon, how many people were needed to be in on that secret? Hundreds, probably at a minimum hundreds, right? Um, and how likely are is are hundreds of people to not 
slip somewhere along the line and actually let fall the idea that oh yeah, actually we didn't go to the moon um for so the number, yeah right over over decades um conspiracy theories that are more that generally turn out actually to not be conspiracy theories and or true just uh are, are the ones where it's small groups of people that are trying to, to cover something up not organizations it doesn't work quite like that um and so uh, consider the number of people involved, number four. So those are my four steps to not being duped. Matt, you had uh, some things that you wanted to address? Yeah, so just one of my own razors. Um, I, I, I've made my professional career in a fairly high-tech field, and I've dealt with all kinds of stuff, um, including lunar-related things. And one of the things that I have learned and, and and this is going to go a little bit contrary to the fact that the moon landing happened, is that in general, the explanation for some weird event or question is always the most mundane and disappointing. <laughs> so it's not there. There's no cabal. There's no group of people. It's just a thing went wrong, or somebody like you know missed a phone call uh it's it's any number of things but whatever the question is the explanation is the most mundane and that's the correct one or the correct explanation is the most mundane can now, we call that matt's razor yeah, yeah. <laughs> does this always hold true not really um but in general it's it's a good one the other one um and i don't know if you you kind of maybe touched on this but is um Look at how the argument or the uh, the theory is pitched to you. If it's based on an emotional reaction or tie, then that should be a red flag. Uh, and it's likely wrong. So, mm. the, yeah, yeah yep. in, any any kind of uh, outrage. Or yeah, if we're, if we're stirring people up to outrage or passion, something is amiss. And, and you've unfortunately you see this with um, far too many things in life. Uh, but yeah, well, watch out for that. Quite. All right, Tim. Um, I'll I'll kind of follow up on that by adding another emotion: disdain. If you ever find your um, primary emotion uh, to be disdain, then that uh, I would add that as a red flag as well. I, I often see that. People indulging in conspiracy theories on either side of of the ideological spectrum um, uh, feel great disdain for those who don't um, believe it or, or don't see it. Um, so so if you if you find yourself reacting with disdain to another group, that very possibly means that you are um are are teetering away from uh, towards a the fringe where uh, conspiracy theories live um and keep in mind this doesn't mean you have to agree with uh with people uh that you you know your your opponents in in religious or political or or um international you know interactions but if you when you stop trying to understand people then um it becomes easier to see them as not not as people, but as the the characters in this in this disdain or in this um, uh, conspiracy story. This conspiracy story, yeah. Yeah, and, and I you see that a lot with conspiracy theories. What one of the things that they do is they tend to turn round complex, um, you know, multifaceted people into flat um, single characteristic um caricatures um you know go go back to uh to the the red scare in the 1950s um you know everyone who if if you're against us then then you're one of them and and all of a sudden you're just a a mindless you know commie sympathizer Uh, anyways also the french revolution the red revolution the white revolution uh any number of those things cultural revolution yeah yeah yeah. uh no so so anyways the the, and that's just a variation on on what you were saying matt about uh, emotion but yeah just uh, some examples there 
Um, one thing that I'll, I'll uh, add is is owning and recognizing our moment. Um, it, it's interesting. I, I was reading uh, about conspiracy theories a bit on this, and it, the author talked about how a number, you know fringe ideas, things that were these kind of wacky, they existed, but they were on the fringe. Um, have have swept into the mainstream in recent years and I, I i'm no expert on this but i'll hazard that part of the reason for that is is because our our wild west of information that characterizes the the internet information age has um has made it much easier to propagate misinformation uh information out of context um you know deep fakes and and all this stuff and also much more difficult to uh investigate and verify information's veracity um you, you know 30 40 years ago when uh, you know before the turn of the century uh, most information was mediated and moderated by a relatively small um institution that you know that um, it, the the media, which back then consisted of a handful of of print and broadcasting corporations, that um, were far from perfect, but also um, you know were ha had a kind of unifying uh, purpose in uh, in providing information, and so there was a, a kind of unity, even if there was disagreement ideologically, there was unity about. Um, what the facts were and where they came from to some degree. Obviously, that's a huge oversimplification, but uh, compared to the current environment where much information is is not mediated through, um, you know, say professional news sources at all, um, I have to be careful, of course, because a number of conspiracies out there um, hold that uh, <laughs> news sources are conspirators themselves. Um, uh, anyways, so my whole point with this is is recognize the moment. Um, I we need to be much more skeptical of the things that we see on social media, um, and and we need to be uh, skeptical of and forgiving ourselves and recognize that we're probably going to be duped by by stuff. I I um I, I won't get into examples, but yeah. And also it, note um, that this does not apply to the moon landing. That's one you can believe in. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> um, okay, and two two last little things. Um, beware of research frozen in time. Uh, one of the tools that I see uh, perpetrators of conspiracy theories using is the the they will they they've checked out of the conversation or they've frozen the conversation in time for in a, at a previous moment, and so nothing that has happened since then is part of their. Uh, Part of their repertoire of information. Uh, I'll use uh, again the the vaccines and autism example. Um, you know, there there was some study way back in the day that uh, asserted a link between vaccines and autism. Um, the, now that was you know challenged and um, professionally uh, reviewed and debunked and discredited. Um, but but that doesn't stop the conspiracy theorists from from grasping onto that item, you know that that research whatever uh, that study and and using it. And e even though the conversation in the field of vaccines and pediatric health and all that has moved way way beyond it and and past it, um, so that research gets frozen in time. You still see that same kind of thing with the the COVID vaccines, where um, people who want to um, Indulging conspiracy theories about that will will latch onto statements and um, you know assertions and and things you know from way earlier in the conversation and the conversation has developed and changed since then but that doesn't prevent someone from going back and saying well they said this um, if you're if you're not keeping up with the conversation that's a that's a red flag that uh, you're indulging this kind of thinking and last thing and then I'll stop talking. Uh, Beware of cherry-picked research. Um, it's another tool of, of conspiracy theorists. Um, if there are 99 scientists who are saying such and such thing, um, 
a good conspiracy theorist will find that one scientist who said something different, um, whether it's about climate change, uh, vaccine science, um, you know, his, uh, commonly, you know, uh, consensus historical facts and those kinds of things. Um, all they got to do is cherry pick that one thing. So again, part of it is being aware of the conversation. If you're not in tune with the conversation and what, what, the, the whole conversation is and just cherry picking um, that's prime fodder for a conspiracy theory to flourish. Yep. Okay. Oh, um, I'm going to say also allsides.com. Check it out. Great site. It's a... Also man has never flown.com. <laughs> <laughs> Going down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> yes. But not flying down it. <laughs> no one ever has. Um, okay. Um, uh, one other thing, just last, uh, the uh, I think also something that happens frequently in these scenarios is ad hominem attacks or, or similar type ideas where someone that you either don't like um, or you know someone says something that you don't like, therefore you find a reason to not like them, uh, and therefore you can discredit everything that they say uh, and their viewpoint. Um, people that have the truth are not. Imp- uh, that are, are are still imperfect, right? So people that uh, are espousing a, the the actual set of facts might misstate something sometimes. That doesn't mean that therefore they're part of the conspiracy theory. That just means that they were mistaken when that they said that one thing that they said. Um, so and and sometimes people lie. Sometimes people are dishonest or, or craven. Sure. Um, and and that doesn't mean it's a conspiracy. Sometimes right. they're just trying to protect themselves, or or maybe trying to enrich themselves. You know that that does happen. Right. But it's it's not a conspiracy. Right. 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 And that's yeah. People have political motives. People have particular belief systems. All those things are all those things are, can be true, and it can still be the case that your conspiracy theory falls apart upon further inspection. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think this has been a useful conversation. Hopefully uh, you can go ahead and, uh, uh, you know, identify these things in the wild and uh, be able to better be able uh, prepared to not fall prey to them. Uh, The truth is out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yes. And if you're concerned that we just took all your fun away and that that we're saying no conspiracy theory is true and the world is mundane, like Matt said. Yeah. um, Refer back back to Matt's razor. That's, how would, yes. <laughs> well, if you if if that saddens you though, you can go ahead and listen to our our quantum physics podcast and recognize that the world, while not full of conspiracy theories, is still pretty interesting and wild. Uh, so you know when um, when a sh- uh, Schrodinger's cat is a thing, um, that's you know that's still interesting and not a conspiracy theory. So. Um, mm. <laughs> Uh, go back and listen to other uh, podcasts. Appreciate Matt and Tim tonight, and we will sign off with uh, with that. 